Welcome back to Joystick and Mouse Video Game News and Reviews for all you filthy casuals out there. I'm Alex. I go by Cross in the Gaming Community. With me, as always, is Diddy. Howdy, folks. And Jay Dimes. What's going on? Uh, gentlemen, it's episode 101. First of all, what the frick? How do, we, how do we do this? Plus one. 101 episodes of this of this shiz uh and i wouldn't be anywhere else uh but here on a monday night uh tuesday night actually it's tuesday isn't it because we didn't record last night because i have a i had a work thing pop up but we usually record this thing live over at twitch.tv slash alex every monday at 8 30 p.m eastern and uh thank you to everybody who joins us live we are here today because we're talking about kind of a a, a broad topic as far as like you know industry news goes um we have you know the future of video games pretty broad topic but today we're going to take a look at a couple of stories from the week and dissect uh whether we think there will change the way we consume play and receive video games in the coming years kind of a broad topic yes but i think it's going to be uh good to to look at again we touched on some of these topics again, but kind of this bigger picture comes to mind, especially with there's a lot of acquisitions happening in the gaming space. So I think that we should really uh, dive into that, some of that before we do. What is Gish, Diddy? What is Gish? I see in the show Gish. notes it says Gish, G-I-S-H. What is that? Gish. So this past weekend, I joined with some other people, um, some friends, of ours and we participated in a virtual um scavenger hunt oh and it was and the name of the organization is called gish and the topics that you had to do were weird and strange and sometimes funny sometimes humorous but you had to see how many of the tasks you could um you could accomplish and you got so many points for each one so like one of the ones i did was you had to come up with a wizarding house a wizard like harry potter style like harry potter style okay. you had to come up with the wizarding house and you had to have what it's what its values were and what it was and you had to have a backstory and create a shield and a banner for it and all that kind of stuff so that's funny uh that was one of them. One of them was you had to um, uh, you had to make a uh, um, a map, a hand drawn. You know, like you'd see a map in a book or on a game or mm -hmm. in a something. You had to draw one of those and have the trail be your life. And oh. so you'd put like different uh, places on That's it. Deep. Some of them cool. were silly some of them were funny like you had to create uh, a princess riding a dragon out of dirty laundry i had beer <laughs> in my mouth um, so a princess riding a dragon wearing dirty laundry out of out of, out of dirty. dirty laundry so people would take their their laundry and lay them out on the floor and make the picture of a a princess riding a dragon it, have... it was a bunch of hilarious stuff like this. So, like, where, where it, did it this was, come from? What, what were you? How'd you get friend into this? of mine? Friend of mine invited me to it and said, "Hey, what are you guys doing this weekend? You want to join? You want to join our team for this?" And so there was about ninety different things that you could do. Um, 
one of them was one of them actually was uh these were sort of cool so um one of them uh because i've always liked ciphers and cryptography right um one of them was you had to create a cipher and i think i threw it away i did i just threw it away this morning oh um, boo. uh you had to create a cipher and put give them give the message out to the to to them so i made one with lego bricks each uh each color brick was a letter and so spelled out a word and then i did another one uh, which was you had to invite somebody to your secret society uh, and hold up the cipher. Oh, inviting as like them their to invite? your secret. Yeah, as their invite. And I did that in Skyrim Dragon language because anybody that would know me would know, would be able to. Yeah, get get a close say. up of that tattoo there, Diddy. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. Everybody watching live on Twitch, there is. Uh... There's dragon. What yeah. does that mean again? Uh, that's my kids' initials. Yes, all three of them there. J, G, um, and uh, Z. Very cool. Oh, that's fun, oh, man. So, um, why didn't so it was a lot J of times uh, we... I get our invite to your super so, secret situation? Yeah, if you if you go to uh, gish dot com, you can see the you know read about it and. Um, and that kind of stuff. We had a Facebook group set up where we were going back and forth and talking about it. Oh, this is cool, uh, man! It was a lot of fun. I really um, not not something I normally would do. Definitely stepping out of my comfort zone. To, yeah, that's fun to get involved with this. But but yeah, it was a lot of fun. Very very cool. So, um, yeah, we did it. But it was all it was definitely all weekend. It was yeah, that's neat. I like that. I like was, that a lot. Um, so we, uh, here at the Albisu household have been super busy with kids and everything. Um, but you know, another thing that we've been busy with, by the way, and this is just a quick shout out to, uh, our friends over at America's Exile podcast. This is a competition that Diddy and I were both part of and, uh, season three has been going on and it just kind of kicked off, uh, the past couple weeks it's been going on, um, want to, set a shout out for that show here because uh you know i'm part of the production staff managing the patreon and all the post exit like interviews for the contestants and uh this season's kicking off like really well we've got a lot of really good contestants um and a lot of like a variety of personalities and i wanted to quickly plug that here in case you're looking for some good like how-to podcasting sort of stuff awesome awesome resource so check out um america's next top podcaster.com uh i was in season one diddy was in season two and so that's been uh keeping us nice and busy here between that and, and all these in season stuff. three i did yeah. not i didn't realize mm-hmm. that i saw i saw him post about it on social media the other day our dear friend like, Audie. Audie. if you guys in uh in twitch see my emotes that we use Audie d- uh made those for me super awesome Good dude. Uh, and we are, yeah, we're well into it from a production side. It is um, oh, it is just now being rolled out, though. So we're, we're several weeks in into it. But uh, the, the competition's still technically not over. Um, and you guys should get in while it's still early on. You can learn a lot about podcasting and see some really cool names of, like, judges and other people that come on the show to help uh, judge the, the entries that 
get put in. It's pretty cool. So again, americasextoppodcaster.com. Just a quick plug for those friends of ours. Um, gentlemen, we have a pretty deep topic to uh, to jump into, so why don't we go ahead and do that? It's time for the news! Alright, Diddy, how about you kick us off? Alright, so uh, the upcoming Ubisoft Star Wars game, uh, and I had actually forgot about this. I forgot this was coming. This is very exciting. Uh, can be traced back to a lunch in a shaded courtyard at a Disney campus in Glendale, California. Disney Senior Vice President Sean Shoptoff and Ubisoft Massive, Ubisoft Massive, which is there you go. the company name, uh, Managing Director uh, David brainstormed as they ate. I am not pronouncing his last name. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> David Pol- Polfelt. He felt, okay. felt the pole. You say Pol- Polfelt. The two had met. Uh, the day before following Disney's acquisition of 20th Century Fox. Uh, and they were feeling inspired. The chat over lunch went well. So well, in fact, that it resulted in an open-world Star Wars game from the makers of The Division. As excited as we are for this game, it begs the question, what other entertainment developer streams we'd like to see crossed? And do we think we will see more of this? Yeah, and we had brought up this topic, kind of broached the topic of what happened with the Lucasfilm EA. I don't want to say Fallout, but you know, just that license uh, kind of uh, expiring, and now they've opened up to new potential, um, you know, developers, including Ubisoft, right? Like who's confirmed that they're working on an right. open world Star Wars game. Uh, and we talked about all the anticipation around what other titles and stuff but then this bigger question around licensed video games like how how this is going to affect some of our favorite ips out there and uh, and what this means to to games in the future so diddy what are your thoughts you know you're the one that kind of broached this topic to begin with as as a topic for today's show what did you glean from this article and and how uh and what are you looking forward to so so this article is specifically talking about that Star Wars game, and and I'm really looking forward to this. I mean, an open world shooter game like The Division, based in the Star Wars world, um, sounds fascinating and fun. I I wonder though. I wonder though that does this sort of of crush the creativity when we start down this path of let's take the big safe nerd IPs and create games from them. Do we lose the ability to come up with unique and different um, storylines for, for games? That's an interesting uh, question to propose. By the way, if you're in chat and you want to contribute to this conversation, just chime in. Feel free to. Um, I have I have a lot of thoughts on this, but before I speak, Jadimes, do you have anything specific to bring up? Um, I think it'll. I don't think it'll crush the creativity. I mean, I. I think. I think these games have always existed like these 
like the the license from a licensing standpoint like we've always had these entertainment ip properties that have gotten licensed into gaming um and i feel like they've typically been like your triple a style games so but instead of like leading with something new you know like for me where it kind of so do you do you mean where like like is the star wars game going to end up looking more just like a reskin division yeah or or just are we going to miss out on things like fortnite because is fortnite then going to be some other ip that everybody knows well, one already? could argue we would miss nothing <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you, I think you went I there. think William over here would agree with that, but um, yeah, I don't know. I still, I think, I think you're always, I think we'll always have the creative, like the the art house creative, who gives us the idea. That the big guys come in and monopolize. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, in Fortnite, and Fortnite is like a great example of it because like they were first. And then, you know, EA kind of jumped in and they did Apex, right? And then, you know, Call of Duty was like, nah, get off our lawn. Uh, we're going to do Warzone and we're going to get all of our player base back. But I remember my buddy calling me and being like, hey, there's this new free to play. And it's awesome. And and that was uh, that was Fortnite. Mm -hmm. You know, and I don't think we thought it was going to be as big as it was. Or still is. But so, yeah, I don't I don't I don't think that'll be. I don't think that'll be an issue. I think I think I think that's that it's the way that the 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 wheel turns. You know, this reminds me a lot of what we're currently dealing with in like in just um like the movie industry, right? We're remaking a lot of the same IPs in in movies uh like like you, you see like a lot of these reboots and everything, and everybody's kind of getting upset at the fact that we don't have new IPs coming out. And I, and I think that it's not to that same degree that we is see it, in movies. Is it that we're getting reboots, or is it that we're getting movies about like the same IP I, IPs yeah. that yeah exist uh, I, exist in other places? Same, it's same, the Martin Scorsese um, problem with Marvel movies. You know what I mean? But yeah. Like but, you know, my argument to that is that 50 years ago, right, there were comic books, mm -hmm. but we didn't have the technology to make what we felt when we read a comic book come to life on a screen. Right. Right? And we're just now at a point where you can do that. And so I, I feel like... Like is as, as I, much I as you know, some of the some people who are purists say, "Oh, you know, it's kind of monopolizing film." 
but it's really giving us what we've wanted our whole lives. Yeah. Right? Like, like film is finally able to kind of do the blockbuster in a way. Right. Like, you know, you think back in when we watched like the 84 Transformers movie, right? Like that was amazing, right? But it wasn't really the promise of Transformers. And then we got that Michael Bay movie and you were like, okay, that's that's what I thought about when I was a kid. Right. Like that's what was in my that's what was in my head. Right. But because we're making all these Marvel or these Marvel movies, do we feel like we're missing the next Star Wars? We that's, feel like we're yeah. missing the next the next thing that is going to be awesome. Now, I'll sort of preface that with saying possibly the best sci-fi show that's ever been has come out during this but oh and i wish to talk about it wasn't a movie the expanse the expanse is phenomenal sci-fi never watched that it's phenomenal it's one of the best science fiction shows ever done it's no mandalorian but it's fine Um, um it's well, not so Babylon like, it, 5, but... <laughs> okay, but like what but you close. just said, right? Like what you just said, I think, is like the perfect result, right? But it, but of... it's a TV show because they can get away with it. They can do a season of a TV show and not lose that much. So what I wonder is, are, are we going to go the other way? Are we going to start with TV show and go to movies now? Well... So, well, or are we going to miss out on those big on those those catch magic movies like Star Wars or something or Indiana Jones? You know, are we going to miss out on that because we've pigeonholed ourselves into doing Marvel and uh, DC movies? Mm-hmm. No, so okay, what I think has actually happened, right, is we have to kind of look like. We have to rethink about our what we're experiencing, right? A lot of what we would have generally got as a movie, right? And 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 might have ended up as this this new world that we looked at it like big screen cinema. A lot of that stuff just doesn't get to big screen cinema anymore. It's still being created, mm-hmm. but we get it as like epic television, right? Like Game of Thrones could have been Lord of the Rings, right? It it could have been like a trilogy or a, a, a quadrilogy of Quad- movies, right? <laughs> but we got a quadrilogy. I think that's a word. I think that's the right word. I think that's that close enough. Quadrilogy. It sounds so um, like like it shouldn't be, but yeah, we'll go with it. <laughs> okay, we get, like, we understood the concept, so it was communicated correctly. <laughs> but we ended up watching it on cable TV. You know what I mean? Like Westworld. Like Westworld is is something that twenty years ago would have been a movie. Like we wouldn't have seen that on television. It was a movie twenty years ago. Right. But it wasn't as good as the TV show. It I'm was sure not it as, good as good as the TV, as the TV show. show. Yeah. It wasn't <laughs> done as well. So. I think I don't think we're missing out. I just think we're getting it. I just think we're getting it different. But but then yeah, and 
I don't think I think what it ultimately comes down to, like, in my opinion, I don't think that there's necessarily a wrong answer here because it's a win win for us as consumers, because on one on one in one way, like if they were to use a Star Wars IP and really lean into uh, more games in the Star Wars universe, yeah, that's not a fresh new IP for Ubisoft, but they're licensing something and, and they could make something that is to video games what the Mandalorian is to television for Star Wars, right? And I think that we could see, but, but you know, on the other hand, like if you have a new IP that like would end up being the new Star Wars, like the new bigger thing. Like it's a it's an interesting question. Uh, I want to actually give. I feel a, like we've gotten a lot of new IP in video games, and that and that's that's the big thing to to think about here is that while it's true maybe in movies that we tend to rehash a lot of the same IPs over and over again, I I think that saying that it happens in video games is a bit of a stretch. I don't think that that's necessarily true. And but I want to give a quick shout out to Scardon in chat. Uh, dropping some good thoughts here. Um, he said it. Uh, it's like the problem, like South Park, that one South Park episode where they were like the Simpsons already did it, because, <laughs> which is so true, right? Like on on one end, how many new ideas are there? I think that wherever there's an ounce of creativity in some somebody's brain somewhere, they're going to come up with something new and exciting, and and that's I think a given. But there will always be that. Yeah, but it kind of reminds me of a Star Wars there. You're kind of making it look like a Star Wars. Well, so, so we've sort of talked about this before, but I, how many types of games are there? Honestly. I mean, honestly, there's, what, four, five <laughs> kinds of games. Right. You know, there's there's, there's puzzles or shooters. There's uh, um, role-playing, you know, and... and and there's fighting and it's okay throw a combination of a couple of those in there but basically those are those are it and you're trying to come up with new and creative ways to to uh to use those tools um to let people have fun right and you know i think that this on this topic though of also like kind of rehashing the old uh, there was also news uh, that another developer was snapped up by one of the giants of the industry. Epic Games has acquired Tonic Games Group, the British studio behind the smash hit video game Fall Guys. Are we seeing the birth of a new age of game development? Will there be a will there be room for the small developers in the future? And this is one of those kind of kind of on the same vein of what we were talking about, but on kind of like. The different end instead of looking at it from a licensing perspective and microsoft has been doing a lot of this over the past several years now it's you know gobbling up ips or, or the studios behind them the or, studios or something behind like that, them you know so this is another interesting piece of it at what point are they going to say you know like maybe make their own version of fall guys or or, or something like that i think that i think that companies and this isn't a new thing, by the way. Like technology companies have done this for forever. Like you look at the companies that get bought up; it's to own whatever uh, you know specific technology that you know. Like I just think about without going into specifics. Like my company, uh, the company I work for, has purchased a number of other companies, kind of like it, but with similar 
new technology instead of investing a ton of R&D dollars into building something new they just bought the thing that they wanted to build in the first place and and in some cases that makes sense and seeing it happen here especially with these IPs I just thought that that was another interesting kind of take on uh, the, the situation that we were just talking about um, do you guys have any thoughts on this so uh, when I first put this up here I was like well you know yes I I, I sort of was coming at it from the angle of you know this is going to crush creativity and it's going to make it harder for indie developers to but actually if i think about it, and the more i thought about this the more i came sort of came around to you know i see these big development studios spinning off like an r&d division and say here's some money go play and the little indie developers don't normally get that. It's usually it's either a labor of love or it's something that they, you know, worked on for, you know, 20 years in the basement. Um, this is, I actually think we might get more. The more I think about it, the more I think, you know what, maybe this is a good thing. Maybe it's a good thing that the, that the developers have some backing and maybe we'll have you know the shark tank of video games where you'll get to go pitch to microsoft and epic and um and you know activision and and say hey here's my idea what do you think i think microsoft is kind of doing that with with um i forget what the program is but it ties into game pass um where they were going out and kind of doing that and like supporting and, and devs. Amazon the, has sort of the same thing too cuz I uh, I have their game development kit. They they provide you an engine and a kit and resources and all kinds of things to actually build games. All they ask for is that it's on their platform. You know, uh Sinister Brown Eye in chat brings up a good point that this is way too optimistic for you as a grumpy old man. <laughs> uh, oh, that would be, it's called that would be my son <laughs> making snide old man comments <laughs> i think it's the independent developers program yeah id at xbox was the program that they started to kind of cultivate indie games and indie developers yeah um I'm going to take a little bit more of a pessimistic route and I'm going to throw this out there that EA has been doing this for a really long time. And you look at what it's done to a lot of the developers that they've gobbled up and the IPs that they've kind of ruined <laughs> in some cases like Bioware <laughs> and a lot of their IPs um, mass effect and like Andromeda was not what I wanted it to be. Same thing like Dragon Age is kind of, okay like inquisition was was good but like just slowly like as far as quality goes in my in my perspective were um, one of the first two uh mass effects not published by ea um i think that those were i think i think it was at that point but that was like bioware was was one of the first was? ones to be bought up by ea and i think that Part over the years it's gotten different one and two were just were just Bioware. Bioware. I think. 
I don't know if chat wants to go and so. look that up. I, I, but but the point is, is that we've seen some of the downfall of some of these situations. And, and for instance, EA took Mythic Entertainment, one of my favorite developers locally here in Fairfax. Uh, mm -hmm. They made Dark Age of Camelot and Warhammer Online and all these other games that that were great. Um, ended up just kind of like mushing them under Bioware at one point, ended up closing the studio. Uh, and I, I just feel like in some cases they don't embrace the new. Yeah, but EA. That said, yeah, I... <laughs> well, but that said, I think companies like Microsoft, um, I think uh, Ubisoft, I think has has a bit of this. Um, I think that we start to see some some of these companies recognizing that that is a problem and doing what they can to really empower the developers to remain indie in some cases but rather just like what you were saying diddy really back them with the capital to to make their dreams come true uh, which i think is really really cool that's the better way to approach it i i think the problem with ea is ea lost lost touch with what it meant to be a game development house they lost touch with with the there, there's a certain, there's a certain, um, uh, not nostalgia, but there's a certain, you know, uh, feeling that goes with creating games, yeah. and they lost, they they lost sight of that and started to focus on how much money they could make instead of creating the magic that comes with the video game. So just as a follow-up, the first Mass Effect was published by Microsoft Game Studios. Mm. Uh, two, three, and and Andromeda were published by EA. Was published by Microsoft. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Bioware did the develop did the development, yeah. but Microsoft was the publisher. And yeah, by the um, way, like Mass Effect two and three are fantastic. I don't care what anybody says about the end Ma of three. I Mass loved Effect those two. It's one of the best games ever done. Yeah, oh, agreed, 100%. And 2 is my favorite. And those first now, three were really, really good. They but... did change, um, like, game directors. So Andromeda was not done by Casey Hudson, right. who had done the right. the previous two. But, you know, sometimes I, I, I will say this. Microsoft, I feel like, has done a good job when they get a hold, uh, like when they publish a game, but they're not necessarily a developer, but yes. they're publishing. Um, like I feel like they let studios make a good make a good game. Um, uh, uh, Dead Rising two, no Dead Rising three, which was yeah. a that, that was Xbox One Xbox launch. One exclusive, yeah. yeah. You know, Capcom wasn't going to make that game. Microsoft gave him the money and let him make the game. It's an amazing game. Right. But see, Didn't I think use that... that same deal for 4. 4 wasn't so great. Yeah. But that's the point. I, I think that's what Microsoft has figured out. Microsoft has said, we're going to buy this company. We're going to reap the benefits of it. But you go make the game. We're going to stay out of it. You make great games. Go make the game. Yeah. And when you're ready, 
come let us know. You need money, come let us know. <laughs> yeah, and, and I think they've done a really good job of that. Yeah, and I think bringing it back to the topic at hand, when you're when you're thinking about what would you rather have, if you were, if you, I'm going to make this a very tough question, if you were given a, you have a gun pointed to your head and you had to say, I only want Ubisoft. Let's just let's take Ubisoft for instance. I just want Ubisoft to make their own IPs to never have anything licensed or to never purchase another studio again. And I want them to just, and actually, no, no, let's, let's not even use Ubisoft. Let's use Microsoft. Microsoft can never buy another studio again. And, and, uh, would you guys rather them, uh, be able to make their own content or do you think that they, should uh should still be able to buy the game the studios that they want to buy i think gaming will fall apart if these companies don't buy studios you think yeah i mean think about it like when's the last time i mean sony or, or microsoft uh for that matter have really produced a blockbuster in-house game really has microsoft have they really made a game other than flight simulator and that's not really a game. That's you know, it's it's a flight simulator. Is Fables for the Air Force? Is Fables there? Is that Lions Microsoft Gate. Studios? Lionsgate, Lionsgate, yeah. Lionsgate, Minesweep. Yeah, they make a kick-ass um, solitaire. Really good. Yeah. It's like yeah, good. Did did they do Lionhead? They Lion, not Liongate is the is the movie company in that. Yeah. Lion, Lion I think Sony has definitely closed, done more of it. Yeah. So Sony Sony Studios um but again that's sort of a thing there right where Sony said games game people go away and make games. We're we're going to build some hardware that just kick ass. You game people go make games for this, right? Right. And they've sort of left them alone to go make their games. Yeah, uh, this is it's sort of the 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 same way. So, I, yeah, Alex, I'm thinking about your question. Wasn't Halo technically an in-house game? But Bungie was owned. Was weren't they owned by they Microsoft were, at the time? They were bought by Microsoft. They were bought by Microsoft before or I, after Halo. Uh, that's they, a that Bungie, I don't know. They Bungie developed Halo without Microsoft. Because remember, Bungie uh, actually made it, and Halo was available on Max. You remember that? I don't remember that. Yeah, and then all of a sudden they got bought by Microsoft, no, and guess wasn't really? available on Mac anymore. Yeah. Oh, I don't remember that at all. Nah. You sure you didn't make that up? Yeah, we've talked about it on the show, I swear. Yeah, I think I think uh, Sinister Brown Eyes right. Yeah, they hadn't released it, was it in until development. they got acquired. It had yeah, been released. Right. Yeah, that's 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 it hadn't been released exactly, but they had developed it. And there because there were there were working demos on Max that was playing the the first level of Halo or whatever for the demo. And then the full game never came out for a Mac or something. It was something to that effect. Maybe we talked about it on Geek 30, but like I swear I've talked about this on podcasts before. Anyway. I don't remember talking about this, but that's <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. There have been 101 episodes, so I mean, who knows? I've, yeah, I've been podcasting that, for like... I'm an old man. I have yeah. the memory of a gnat, so... <laughs> Uh, so, you know, it's an interesting predicament. I wanted to, uh, and, and by the way, a lot of good chatter in the, in the chat. Appreciate, um, yeah. perspective on this. Um, I, I think we are in a good, so as long as we see companies like Microsoft acquiring studios, empowering them with creative freedom, I'm totally good with these IPs getting snatched up and, uh, and being, you know, licensing in um, other, uh, other, and the studios, studios. apparently want to sell. I mean, it's not yeah. like these studios are getting a hostile takeover. I think it's ultimately not, but this they're throwing to... handful handfuls of cash at them too. Yeah. Right? You can say yeah. no. Yeah, you say for, no until you get the right number, and then <laughs> so, all of a sudden it's a yes. Yeah. So somebody says, "Here's a couple I mean, of billion I, for I your company." I guess my point is, <laughs> it's a business for everybody. You know what I mean? Like. Like these guys started, you know, in their garage per se to make a game that they were passionate about. They make that game. Now, you know, now they want to make their money. Right. I don't think. Yeah. I, I don't think you can. I, fault I don't blame them for that. The person who bought them for for buying them if they were willing to be sold. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, and that's a good point. And also, like, people can make the argument, like, yeah, but you're not staying true to your fan base, man. What, what happened to, to the why, why'd you fan sell base? Out? Doesn't, fan base doesn't put food on the table. No, yeah, yeah, yeah they do, though. <laughs> they, they do, are, but to honest not, to God, not, not like that, but not, not like for millions like, and millions and millions. Right, yeah. The fan base doesn't give a shit either. We don't care. Until who you screw up them. the game. Yeah, Until I, you screw I would up the say, game. Yeah. We just want a good game. We don't care. We don't care if Microsoft owns Bungie. I mean, we just listen, want a good Halo been, game. There have been instances where it has worked, like, in reverse or differently. So, like, if you go back and you look at Gears of War, for instance, right? Gears of War actually came back because Microsoft came in and bought them from Epic. Like, Epic was just dropping the ball because they let the staff go. Here, there, there's another one coming. Um, Kingdoms of Kingdoms of Amalur was an incredible game. The concept, the story, the all of it was just fantastic, and which is terrible fiscal management. Yeah, and it died right, mm. and now it's coming back yeah. because somebody picked up the IP and said, "You know what? This is a great concept. We'll we'll make this work." That game was on sale that, uh, last week. I mean, somebody was selling the game like pretty cheap. The old one, too. the old one, yeah, yeah, the old game. But they're gonna yeah. do so. But they're doing a new IP mm. off of the. They're doing a remaster of the original game. Is what I understand. I wonder if Todd McFarlane will be involved in the art because you know he did a lot. He did a lot of the art for the. first Oh, I didn't one. know that. Which makes, yeah. but it makes sense. I, yeah, I and, don't know if he was an investor in the studio, but I do remember, like his name was one of the names that they. I don't know. Salvatore um, was writing the story, so. I think yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Sister Brown, yeah, that one is sort of similar to how the music industry has developed. There's always going to be massive labels, publishers pushing cookie cutter music games. Yeah. Yeah. Well, 
And we as yes. and we as consumers, the music make industry those calls. is absolutely like that because yeah. the. Go ahead. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Go ahead. They say I'm a grumpy old man. Here's, here, here's my music. Okay. Anybody knows me. I love music. I, I I I listen to it all the time. I'm I'm very much. I love music. Okay. But wait, do you love music? The, yes. Okay. I wasn't sure. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, you know, the the big record labels own the radio stations. They own all the publishing houses. They own all the the all the avenues that an artist has to really push their music. And the internet is the greatest thing that's ever happened to indie music, ever. Mm. This. Mm. Being able to publish yep. your song on mm -hmm. YouTube by yourself to millions of people without having to pay somebody to do it for you is the best thing that's ever happened. I'm hoping we see that in the video game world. Yeah, yeah. Internet, man. I am always scouring YouTube for for bands that nobody's ever heard of. Um you know, to, to listen to some song, my son's always sending me, Hey, go listen to this, you yeah. know, and it's, you know, somebody that doesn't, some of them don't even have an album, you know, uh, there's been so many groups that I found that way. It, it, um, there, there's a site that used to be up a lot called garage band where bands could self publish their, their music. Do you mean, I, you mean, Wait, not Garage, but Garage Band is a Mac. It was app. called Garage Band. No, it, it was, wasn't. It's now a software, but oh, yeah, really? The, Garage yeah, Band the, was really oh, okay. Just uh, I think it's just um, coincidence that they're oh. the same name, but yeah, the site okay. used to be called Garage Band. You could download the MP3s from the bands. I, I found tons of bands that way, just great stuff. Um, and I'm hoping we see that with video games. I'm hoping we see. I, I guess the problem is that there's a lot more work that goes into a video game than there is that goes into a song. Um, yeah. Not. Yeah. You know, in the finished product itself. You know, I know that. I would say, yeah. It requires teams and teams and teams of people that. Yeah. 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 It's, it's years and years of practice and writing songs to get to that point where you can put the, you know, put it all together and make it sound like a good song and and sort of the same thing with video games right mm -hmm. takes years and years of of practice and writing and technique to get to that point so maybe it's just that sort of the same but yeah i'm hoping we see that in video games i'm hoping that i'm hoping that that the big companies have an outreach program sort of like i said so we'll have the shark tank of of video games yeah yeah true that well, I want to I want to shift the conversation a little bit to uh, the cloud piece of it. So let's get into full stream ahead. Uh, J-Dimes, this one is on you. Do you want to cue this this piece up? Sure. Speaking of the future of gaming, will cloud gaming be a part of it? If so, when? Do we see this as a technology that will happen anytime soon? I think cloud gaming is already a part of it, but the problem is is seeing something that sticks. And yeah. uh, another company has gone downhill here. That is Shadow, uh, a, a company that was kind of early 
to the game for some. They of were stuff. early and they were really good early yeah. too. And then, yeah. and then they sort of they they have the same problem is that the games just aren't available. You don't get anything for the service right other back than to that licensing thing that we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Like, I I will just say what I've said since I feel like our first podcast. Cloud gaming is going to work when when Microsoft decides to make the push. <laughs> yeah. Just what's going to happen. Or or if Google partners with Sony. I mm. actually think cloud gaming will work when AT&T and Verizon make the push. When they decide to give enough bandwidth through cellular means that you can actually play a game use, using that infrastructure, that is when I think cloud gaming will take take hold. Even though if it, I don't even know if it requires like cellular bandwidth. Uh, 4G is not enough bandwidth but you, to do it. But, but well, no, 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 no. Seeing... I, I don't think it needs to be a mobile... No, no, no. I think that's the infrastructure that's needed to allow people to do not have the infrastructure. Yeah, who, who not it's like It's a lot easier to put up a cellular tower than it is to run fiber yeah. to everybody. Especially tower. when you well, have old men like Don who refuse to pay, you know, freaking I am not bucks. paying Verizon to come upgrade their equipment. <laughs> My argument to that would be. Amongst developed countries, the United States is the one that's is the only one that's behind. Like, I don't think the bandwidth is an issue if you are in Korea or or Japan or or in or in like like England. Mm. Well, I know like if you look at their cellular bandwidth has always been better. Yes, and I even think uh, internet usage and bandwidth is better. Yep, my, and cheaper. My issue with the issue with that is that the United States is so big and has so many people spread out so far. Well, that it's hard to. It's to also how we treat internet access. So right, we you know when you go to South Korea, like public Wi-Fi is all over the place. Yes. But yeah, here, like public Wi-Fi is, is a commodity, not a, not a utility. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I'm a fan so, of internet should be a utility. Like everybody has access to it and should have access to it. I think that yeah. that's, that just, you know, that messes with our capitalistic, yeah, it's a shame. Um, and 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 this is not a knock against capitalism. Just no, no, but I just think this is where, yeah, internet, this is where it internet necessarily... needs to be more available at better bandwidths, so people can can use it more. Yep. And if 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 ever there's been a time period where I where I think people should understand that. It's uh, it, it, it's in COVID and it's in, you know, how this remote learning has gone for a lot Tough. of yeah. a lot of people. 
Yeah. So, <laughs> shout out to oh. Jen, by the way. <laughs> and Chad, who's a teacher doing all the, that. It's so fun. Yeah, yeah, the Jen, Elon Musk is going to get their sweet, sweet internet. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think I think cloud gaming is is where we're going. I think it's just going to be a matter of finding the company that can combine both a library of games and an infrastructure to support. And it'll be there. Mm -hmm. But I, I think, agree. you know, I, I think what you've said previously, I think this generation of consoles will be the last generation of consoles that people buy. Yep. I'm, I'm putting my stake I, in the ground. I thought that, but I don't think so. I think there will be at least one more round of consoles. How about this, Don? You and I will bet a beer on it. If this is the right. last physical Man, hardware, I think and you I'm need not a pizza, I'm not saying like you know we're. I'm not. I'm not thinking like thin clients like doesn't count as a console in my opinion, right? Like I think that at the at, at yeah. some point there will be thin clients that host the game, but the internet will be the main way to transmit. We we will not have physical pieces of hardware running the game. It will just be an end unit that will receive the stream coming from internet provider. That is how we get our games. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I think the last, I don't know what Sony, how Sony's going to work this out from an infrastructure standpoint, but um, I mean, if, if you're an Xbox user, I think when you look at series S series, series X, Xbox one X, I mean, I think people have their thin clients. Yeah. Like if you're yeah, in that ecosystem, and you've got those three boxes, like, I don't know what else one would need to That's operate a thin client. I love for... it. I, I love that you agree with me, by the way. This is this is doing uh, everything that I could possibly do for my ego. I think that Sony and Microsoft have started working on the next console already. I, I Sony, I maybe... I, that, yeah, and it's going to sit real but, nice in a data center somewhere. It's going to be. But great. honestly, I would actually. The reason I don't know if I believe that about Sony, is that they're still trying to get this generation's micro console at a point where they're making money. Like yeah. I can't see them putting the money in the R and D for the next one, and they're not making money on the current one. Mm -hmm. They're they're never going to make money on their consoles. Yeah, they're going to make money on the software. So why? Why See, not? Cut but I that think cost? that's a bad business move. Like Xbox isn't out here losing money on their console. So why is Sony? This is why Sony might not be in the gaming industry in five years. Like you just can't continuously lose money. Yeah, they're not losing money though. They're making money on the games. Yeah, yeah, but on the licensing, right back to the general. Overall, overall, they're making money. Right back well, to the they're losing money on the consoles, but, but overall, one could argue money. if you look at holistically at the company that is Sony, right? They're not making money on movies, which historically has been a big boon for them. They're not making money on consoles. Like, sure, you're going to make money on. You're making money on software, but like you're laying out a lot of money to produce that software so that you can turn a profit on it. Like, so how I don't know. I, I just feel like the margins can't be that great for them. 
Hmm. Well, the, yeah, like I said, the gaming division as a whole was making money. Mm-hmm. Yep. So as long as it continues to make money, they'll probably be I continue that, doing what yeah. they're doing. And, and I was hoping, I honestly was hoping that this was the last last consoles we would ever see. Um, but I think we'll see another another but, set with the horsepower to play games. But another big kind of kind of going back to the original topic of today's conversation, this this like exclusivity licensing and, you know, so, some of that conversation. Are we at a dangerous place where some of these big companies own so much of this real estate? Right. Like including how we're streaming things like is it bad to live in a world where Microsoft owns all the game companies, how we play our games, and uh, how we stream them over the internet to potentially our thin clients at home, which is what's going to happen in five, six years, you just see? Uh, is that a dangerous place to be? Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, do we see the breakup of, of Microsoft like we did AT&T years but ago? But I don't think it's know? Microsoft's fault that they've, that they've spent the time AT&T I mean, one could argue, right? Like was AT&T it Bell? I'm sorry, has, I say AT&T. Yeah, Bell. 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 Yeah, Bell that, like they went through and they've bought up. I mean, you know, AT&T, Time Warner, like a conglomerate of things that were bought up. But like from an infrastructure standpoint, like what Microsoft has is stuff that they've they've built. Yep. And but does that you know, but does, is that a bad thing? for for us as consumers to with like a potential lack of creativity of new newness to uh you know the platforms the technology you know when you when you start to get a real polarized view of things you you tend to look look at things with blinders on from a development perspective and you know thinking outside the box tends to not be a thing um does that is that something to be concerned about or I'm not concerned, by the way. I'm just throwing out the devil's advocate. No, I don't, I don't think it is. No. I I think what's going to happen, though, is at some point we're going to see uh, a major buy or a major alliance of companies to keep up. Companies are going to have to make some choices about how they can exist in the next phase when they maybe don't we, bring, when they don't have a complete solution on their own to bring to the table maybe we let, let's let, i'd like to propose something if you guys don't mind next episode and everybody in chat i want you to be here for this conversation because i want you to be part of it too let's talk about who needs to be comprised of that dream team to take down microsoft at this point <laughs> okay let's come with ideas write in email us joystickandmouse at gmail.com let us know who needs to be part of this conglomerate of companies and technology providers, gaming uh, publishers, etc. that can take on Microsoft and their position in the market at this point. Let us know. Joystickmouse at gmail.com. I, I thought that this was a good conversation, but I do want to shift our conversation a little bit to our video game review. Whoop, whoop, not yes, that one. Oh, the shoot. were so mixed. That one. <laughs> this is Valheim. This is what we're talking about today. Valheim is a game that Diddy and I were playing with uh, Loud Roar and Smile. Uh, if you guys have been, 
you know, just like the rest of the world, obsessed with Viking culture. I mean, we've got Assassin's Creed, uh, Valhalla. That was really great at first, and then I started to become okay at the end. And then, you know, all these sea shanties and uh, Viking things, you know, all over, uh, all over the the social medias and other places. Now we have a survival game slash RPG focused around Vikings, and it's called Valheim, and it is Valheim. a lot of fun. Uh, Diddy, what were your thoughts on this game when we were playing it? So, yes, it's a survival game. Um, it it was it was fun. I, I you can tell it's early access, very or whatever early access. it is. Oh, yeah. yeah, you can tell it it's early access. Um. I just look at that roof that that we were trying to freaking build anyway yeah i don't didn't find it that it definitely wasn't hard we we oh, were I getting completely disagree <laughs> we were getting <laughs> through it boss. pretty easily that we boss that killing. we fought the boss was hard but we probably took him on a little early too we probably could have done we probably were supposed to kill a few more wolves and a few more boars and get some better armor and weapons before we started that yeah, yeah. um uh it, it it it's your pretty typical um uh survival game um and but still is a lot of fun i i'm i didn't think i would enjoy these i didn't think i'd enjoy games like raft or or valhalla or grounded or any Valheim. of those we've been and valheim and and these have been a blast they've been they've been a lot of fun they're fantastic to play with other people it's really fun to play with other people that's the only time i'll play this game by the way is like with people but you're right it is i'm enjoying survival games way more than i thought um and really you're you're playing as a viking that just kind of lands on this island and you and your friends have to basically build a settlement survive and the whole game plays like an rpg where you're basically building up survival skills and weapon skills and combat skills and you have to fight bosses and when i say bosses like we ended up fighting this uh this metal i'm just going to call it like a metal reindeer um that was like really freaking difficult to kill uh and we ended up killing it at the end of our playthrough but uh this game is full of those sorts of situations where you have to uh develop a strategy fight a boss clear yeah, yeah. up and kill it and get their items and continue to build your capabilities for you know building your little town or whatever um like this it would have been a lot easier with bows and arrows and oh yeah we just those, didn't we didn't yeah. do that instead we ran in with axes and stuff and we're dodging and running around and stuff and it was it was it was a good time to poke it with sticks <laughs> what uh but to diddy's point you know like with all the survival and uh all that all those pieces kind of like coming into play uh it, it plays a lot like any other survival game but the added bit that i liked a lot in this game was how it really played and look at diddy died just like he does in wow anyway uh, hey. he the the game plays a lot like an rpg too which i think is an added piece to the survival genre that makes it even more fun than i anticipated it to be i highly highly recommend this game I think this is probably one of the most fun survival games I've ever played. I would be cautious about buying it right now. As we talked about, it's in early access, which means 
that there are a lot of bugs. For instance, this world that you're seeing us playing in right now on twitch.tv slash alexalbisu, we were playing, uh, we were trying to play it the other day and go go back in and you guys couldn't rejoin us, uh, rejoin the, the game that I had started. There's something wrong with the server now where I think we have to start over again, which is really, really frustrating. But again, it's early access. We know what we signed up for. Um, we paid for it, but you know, it is what it is. So the, all that aside, it's a blast to play. If it is especially fun, if you have friends to enjoy the ride with, build yourself a settlement, go ride boats, fight giant metal antler, uh, reindeer, and uh, become a fucking Viking. It's great. Valheim, everybody. Does that does that does that surmise your thoughts, Diddy? Anything to add? Yeah, or? yeah. It's it's uh, again. Uh, definitely a fun game to play with friends. The Gen asks, what's it like? Is it like the forest? I'd say it's similar to the forest in some of those aspects where you're in mostly a wilderness environment. Um, there's a lot more well, opportunity for closer to grounded than. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, did you ever play the forest with us? No, it's I watched to... that enough to yes it's not a horror genre like the forest but it plays a little bit like skyrim meets the forest maybe in third person all right jen's in for drunken adventures with friends let's do it <laughs> uh valheim everybody let us know if you've played valheim maybe we'll start a server or something yeah look at us killing that thing yeah kicked his ass and then we all stand there and hit it like, <laughs> <laughs> like take that you dead thing. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. So, uh, gentlemen, that's going to be a show. Why don't we clap it out? Everybody at home, thanks for being here. Uh, we can be found over at joystickandmouse.com. All of our contact information is there, uh, including you know where we stream and and all that sort of stuff. So make sure that you uh, you follow us on the proper social media sites. If you want to comment on anything that we've talked about today, you can do so by emailing joystickandmouse at gmail.com. Uh, so uh, oh, and by the way, streaming live every Monday, normally Mondays. This week was weird because of work. Next week might be weird, by the way, guys. I don't, I don't know. I've got to figure it out. I'm, I'm hiring a bunch of people. So anyway, uh, stay tuned. My, my social media will tell you everything that you need to know about when we go live with this show. Just follow me at Alex Albisu. Uh, but joystickandmouse.com is where you can find all of our stuff. So until next time, Diddy. See you later, folks. Jay Dimes. Take it easy. And from me, be good to yourself. Be good to others. Take care, everybody. Oops, wrong thing. Wait, this one right here. Who put him in charge? <laughs> if you like this show, check out more great content at IncastMediaNetwork.com. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>